Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and we got a great episode for you. My guest today goes by the name of Lexicon. He's a musician, he fuses dance all the hip-hop, R&B, and is incredibly diverse in his style, doesn't put himself in a box, and you know what? That's the type of people we like to talk to on this show, am I right? We caught up with him for a quick interview. He's got a new album coming out called Bashment Trap House on January the 31st. And right now there's a couple videos out for a couple of the singles on that album. And to let you know where you can find all that and any upcoming show dates, just a reminder that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You'll see pictures of me and Lex in the studio Links to those videos and details on his show that's also happening on January 26th. feel like I'm rushing a little bit with this intro. Uh, my time has been thin this week, but um, I really want to keep the tradition going of giving you at least one episode a week. So I'm up late on a Thursday night trying to get this out for Friday morning. And with that being said, lots of excitement coming up in the new year. Like always... I'm going to introduce you to some maybe under the radar talent that you never heard of like Lexicon and different comedians and some writers and all sorts of people coming up. But also, I don't want to say who, but there's a couple really, really big names um, currently in my inbox. And um, if these happen to go down, I think you are going to be pleasantly surprised but like I said, lots of cool content, and even the episode following this one is like something else, something I haven't had on the show, and uh, I'm excited to get that one out to you as well. But yeah, I just want to say thanks for rocking with me into the new year. I got a good feeling about this one and um, the type of content I'll be bringing to you guys. So I'm fired up. I hope with whatever you're doing in life. You are fired up as well. Strength, love, and support to you. And we're going to kick this off. So, without any further ado, here's Lexicon coming at you right now! basically started writing this one in January of 2019 that's when I started working on the first couple couple of songs and I was just thinking about where I wanted to go in the next direction more sonically I just wanted to show more of a fusion between uh, hip-hop and dancehall with a little slight drip drops of R&B in there yeah um, yeah those are just what I I love <laughs> So just been uh, figuring out that sound, working with mostly uh, local producers here in the city that I've met to come together to figure out the sound for the project. Um, Bashment Trap House, because like it kind of, Bashment basically is like another way of saying dancehall. And then the Trap House is kind of like the sound of hip hop right now. So it kind of gives you like, this is where the, the fusion of the dancehall and the Trap House lives. It's in this this project, this house. Yeah, it was cool. Like I was going back in your, your older work and it's almost hard to 
put a label on you because like you said it's a fusion of a lot of things you're a hybrid of all these different styles and even like certain songs like maybe one's a more upbeat and mm-hmm. one's a little more laid back yeah, and then yeah. you sprinkle in a little rapping yeah. and a little singing <laughs> and and it's great it's a great experience too and um it seems like even like maybe the diversity you can uh, correct me if i'm wrong it kind of c- could come from you moving all over the world like uh, i read you were born in jamaica mm-hmm. moved to england mm-hmm. moved to new york mm-hmm. now in toronto yeah <laughs> and uh yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, like, uh, how long were you in Jamaica for? So it was there until maybe I was like three. And okay, then my yeah. parents were like, uh, my mom is a teacher. So she got an opportunity in in Birmingham, in London. So we all flew over there because she, she got a chance to work. And then we were there for a bit. Um, we enjoyed that. And then, you know, my dad was like, mm, I don't know if I'm like really enjoying all this. So then we ended up going to New York. And was there for another couple years. Um, it was just a very busy me, but everything's close by. You can get all the things that you like. And then after that, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm really. I'm, all, I'm like, I kind of want to go somewhere else now. So uh, my mom had a friend in Toronto, so we would visit a couple times, and I loved it. Like the streets were clean. Um, it was a very different vibe compared to New York. Oh and yeah, yeah. I, I fell in love with it, and then we ended up moving here, and been here since then. Yeah, and throughout that journey, uh, did you feel like you're just getting exposed to so much different like musical culture too, and maybe that embedded into? Yeah, I think definitely just being around those places, all the different cultures that I was just a part of, just by being there, definitely end up influencing what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's really cool. So are you going to stick around in Toronto for a little bit or is Most it going to be another? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Toronto. Toronto's my home. That's, yeah, yeah I love Toronto, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's cool too. Like um, lots of people, like they could, uh, they come from different places. They, can, they like almost um, identify as a citizenship as, oh, I'm Canadian, I'm American, Mm -hmm. I'm Jamaican, where it's kind of like, since you've been around, I think it's kind of cool, like, you're just like, I am Earth, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) And, and like, that's it's it's kind of awesome, like, uh, yeah, just going everywhere and uh, just being able to see things, because, like I mentioned, I'm sure it's, like, really embedded into, like, why you're so diverse as uh, a musician and everything. And, uh, and yeah, it's, um, I want to say too, like today I was like watching, uh, your lyric video for fatty oh fatty <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no wonder you're so energetic. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and what, what's awesome too, it's like, um, a lot of like that style of, um, I, I don't know the word for it. Is it like patois yeah, or whatever? Patois. It's, um, really cool to finally see a video to that style with the lyrics being shown because mm-hmm. like growing up i'm used to like a sean paul and yeah, it's like what yeah, the fuck is I he know, saying yeah, and we're it's just, just like it's, it's a sean paul language <laughs> yeah yeah but this is like kind of breaking things down yeah. and one, one thing i liked it uh one that said uh hits i be making while y'all be jafaking yeah i'm like jafaking <laughs> so is that like a fake jamaican yes in a way? yes that's what it is or people who are like Yes, that's exactly what it is. Like, people who just think they're Jamaican because they got, I don't know, sometimes people want to go get dreads or they'd be like, oh, Irie or whatever, and they suddenly think that they're so Jamaican. I'm just like, that's not really how it works, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like, um, this is going to date myself, when I was a teenager, the big tune 
50 cent wankster is <laughs> kind of <laughs> calling out yeah, the fake gangster yeah, and stuff yeah is a jafakin like a common word or is it something i'm mean, just not really like a common word it just kind of came to me when i was writing it and yeah there's, it's not like a common thing that people say yeah yeah that's that's really cool too i like it i like it and yeah obviously it's upbeat and uh going into making a tune like that do you just like think like i want to make a dance hall song get something for like people yeah, yeah. Usually, I have an idea of what I want, and then I'll work with a producer. And once they create that instrumental that gives me the feeling, and then I just see like the vision for the song after that. And I'm just like, hey, it needs to be this, and like, I want this part to be double time. I want this to be this, and I'm like, this. and then I just slowly tweak, tweak here and there. And I'm like, hey, now it's perfect. And I go back, I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, hey, now it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's gonna be tough too. Um, I hear from a lot of people who make music. Uh, when to stop the song because there's always like something you can tweak or be like yeah oh, i want to add this here this yeah it definitely is consuming and you have to kind of like learn how to trust yourself and learn to know when it's done even though it might not be perfect but like know when it's done it necessarily has to be yeah trying yeah, to get past yeah. perfection is a big hurdle yeah because that's that's got to be hard especially uh like i listened to your music and it was like everything sounds so tight too and like yeah just having that moment where it's like i'm gonna walk away now <laughs> yeah exactly because you can be like well this one part could slightly move over or this one where it could be said slightly but i'm like is it gonna as long as i feel like as long as i get to the part where the emotion that i wanted is like there i'm like okay i'm just gonna leave it because like, the feeling is there yeah yeah i used to when i started out doing this podcast too i used to be like that too just like over edit a little bit of everything like the intros and it's like oh i said that a little off and it's just like you say it the same way again but like with a different word here and there and mm-hmm. cut cut and then uh, i guess yeah after a while you kind of learn to let things breathe yeah you a have bit. to is, is, is that with like music too you kind of yeah, like kind of just have to let it go yeah yeah <laughs> and um yeah on the whole other side of things too uh was listening to the song Lonely, which mm-hmm. is uh, another newer single, right? Yes, as well. yes. And it's cool. Again, like uh, what really impressed me about your style, too, is like it's so different than the Fatty Fatty song. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's very uh, introspective and everything like that. And um, it's got to be cool, like being a musician and not kind of putting yourself in a box, you know, like you can express like different emotions and everything. And, well, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. for this project, I feel like I just put all the different sides of my personality into it. So I'm like, you got a bit of everything. Once you get the whole thing, you kind of like have a summary of like my personality. Yeah, and, like, yeah. My different moods. Do you, do you have trouble like trying to figure out a track order? How Actually, yeah, I usually have to do think about that strategically every time I'm like, okay, but like I think about it as a listener going through. I'm like, okay, so if I start this, you know, this is a good transition to this. But then when's a good time to like, Pick, slow down the pace so it's not like feeling like it's too much of this and then organizing this and putting this there like it's definitely I think about it a lot so like the track lists are always very intentional for me yeah yeah what uh, made you decide to want to use music as an outlet as like just like your artistic expression it was um so before I used to do like theater and uh, do musicals so but like I loved it but like I didn't feel like it was completely me and mm-hmm. then once I found what songwriting was and I found out like all the stuff behind music and I could create it and like I was just been in love since that since that moment I haven't looked back I'm just like hey this music is it this is life this is everything and like 
that's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember like the first step you made? Like, it was it like writing or trying to make a yes, beat? Or it was writing. As as soon as I found out like songwriting was a thing, I just went online to go find a book about like songwriting to go like just read everything I could read about it because it was like this is fat. Like it was like fascinating. I was like, what? Because before I would just listen to music just to listen to music. I didn't like think like people were writers, people were producing, people were doing all these things. And then the second I found, out, I was just completely intrigued, dived into reading about it, dived into like starting writing my own songs. Cool, cool. And uh, do you remember, uh, like, did you end up producing the first thing you wrote or? No, 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 no. Yeah. I definitely was like trying to find, I was on YouTube trying to be like, oh, you know, all these little beats. I was like, this sounds good. Let me see what I come up with this just to practice. Cause I was like, I didn't even think about the production side. I was like, okay, hey, I'm just going to write first. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It always uh, fascinates me to hear where people's like roots and inspiration comes for all of that too. And obviously it's stuck too. And um, what's cool is like, it seems like you really understand there's, no rules to what you can write or what you can yeah. do and but at the same time it kind of like all comes together if it's your brand like because even like you do a song that's like fatty fatty and then lonely there's still a little sprinkle of stuff that could like cross over mm-hmm. and i just i think it's interesting how you did that and found that groove and did it take a while for you to find that or? um i mean i kind of when i'm making a project i know what i want i'm like mm-hmm. this is the this is the way it's gonna go this is whatever so when people either send me things that don't fit i'm like hey no not this one i'm like nope this is great this is perfect and i just kind of like curate the whole thing to make sure it's exactly what i wanted yeah yeah yeah, yeah and uh you mentioned you were in theater school as well too right? yeah so in high school i was in like a musical theater program oh, awesome awesome yeah. so did they have you like singing all these different roles and um yeah so uh, we did beauty and the beast we did willy wonka we did this musical called just so um so yeah we'd have to do our our classes where we would have to learn how to sight read and then we would have to do our vocal class and then we'd have to do the the movement stuff for the choreography and then we'd have the rehearsals where we try to put it all together where we work with the sound tech people then we work with set design mm-hmm. and it was it was a lot yeah yeah <laughs> but uh i'm sure like those skills can come in handy oh later they definitely too. do yeah, I'm yeah. Def- yeah i'll come in handy a lot i'm like oh this is great like yeah it definitely helps now that i'm like focused on music yeah yeah because you you uh, actually you've acted in like some short films am i correct as i well? did actually do some short films too after i graduated because i was just like oh because you know i was like oh i'm gonna do acting i think i'm gonna do acting let me like see how you build up this you gotta do like independent stuff so i'd like submit for a few things and then i did a couple stuff i was like okay you know this is this is this i don't know if this is for me like it's yeah, a lot yeah. of it's a lot like people think acting is just like acting is a lot yeah yeah they don't understand like the layers to it and and even like i hear from like a lot of people who are on set too like a lot of times you're just kind of like waiting yeah and that could get you tired (laughs) or you're just overthinking like what you're gonna do and like yeah yeah. and yeah finding that i was like oh oh am i really in love with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you think it's something you'll do occasionally once in a while absolutely i think i'll definitely uh dip my toe in it Again, but I'm more focused on music because that's where my heart is. Yeah, definitely. And you never know. There's a lot of um, different like hybrids people like uh, who do acting and music. Yeah. And uh, it kind of like correlates mm-hmm. too with like uh, even as branding yourself. I notice uh, um, what's his name? Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, that's okay. But um but yeah, just like some people might check out your movie and then find out, oh, he makes music, music. and yeah. go check it out, and yeah. vice versa as mm-hmm. well. Or like, uh, yeah, yeah, hear one of your tracks and then see you in the trailer. And like, <laughs> oh, that's that guy. And like, yeah, yeah that would be dope. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But uh, 
Yeah, like um, I want to ask you too about uh, like, um, do you have like a lot of thought into going how you present yourself in live performance? Because um, you obviously have like the theater background and mm-hmm. everything, and uh, like I mentioned a million times already, your songs are so diverse, like <laughs> to almost like put them in an order and make a show out of it. And... Um, no, I mean, I live performance is my one of my favorite parts about music. Mm-hmm. Um, I love performing. That's like I feel like when I tap into like another side of me where it's like. The performing side of me, and it's just like, whoom, I'm just like in the moment, and it's just like, I just wanna, yeah, it, I feel like it's a different side of me that comes out, but I love performing. It's, oh, uh, yeah, that's to do, I like, started with doing open mics, I started uh, mostly at Rise, and then I ended up performing at Dead Poet. Uh, but like, Rise is really a great place for me to just um, practice, get feedback, grow until like I was ready to start putting on my own shows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, it's like, uh, it's cool to see like your evolution too. I even read that uh, you did some uh, stuff with Manifesto as well. Oh yeah, is, yeah. I used okay. to be a cameraman for them for okay. a few years. Oh wow, you did some reading. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and yeah, that's cool. Did you ever end up uh, performing like at one of those uh, Dundas Square shows and everything? I and I have, but not for Manifesto. I did one for uh, Kothu Fest and for T Dot Fest. Oh, that's really cool. And just like such positive organizations yeah. too. And yeah, there's just such a, a great vibe to it too. And yeah, you mentioned like the whole rise thing as well. It's cool that uh, it seems like you're just kind of engulfed with like a lot of positive energy around you. Yeah, as you well, have too. to be because, you know, especially as artists, you have to deal with your own self-doubt. So like you need other positive reactions. Yeah, yeah. You. One thing um, I've been seeing since my journey in Toronto, I've been here about like eight years. But when I first got here, um, a lot of like the hip hop scene, they were calling it the screw face capital. <laughs> They're like, nobody supports each other. And now like I like for the past like handful of years, like I don't see that at all. And sometimes like only once in a while like one of these older heads would like say that and i'm like oh it's not like that anymore it's like it seems like people are like less jealous and all like Mm -hmm. trying to help each other because i believe there's like um there's strength in like numbers i agree yeah yeah is is uh that why you kind of like engulf in like all these different type of communities as well i mean i also just one yeah you get to meet other people that like you're a fan of their stuff too yeah yeah like, yeah you really like like you're looking forward to their release as well and then they end up liking your stuff they're looking for your stuff but like i mean it's just because we love music so you're gonna go where the music is like, yeah yeah i keep thinking i'm trying to like figure out why that was but um i'm thinking maybe just right now like um in history like before like the internet was really like going crazy and mm-hmm. you can just so easily like put your stuff out like right. there might have been only two like a few spots on a much music or right, MTV yeah, yeah, yeah. where people get a little more, um, I don't know, vicious about like who's like coming in the circle. And now it's just like, Oh, there's, it's the wild West in a it way. Is the wild it's West so sure. open. Is there like, um, a specific way of how you like try to put yourself out there? Like, yeah. um, I like to, I, I just, I like the info. I mean, as much as I love social media, I like in person as well. So like, yeah, yeah. I try to go to as many industry events in the city. I try to go for my try to go to support friends at their concerts. Like just going out to all everything that says music. Okay, I try to be there. Yeah, yeah. I feel that's that's very important, and um, that's a lot of people strive like just kind of getting off the computer and like mm. just meeting people and. I don't know. That's that's where all the magic happens. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I see like especially since. I don't know the way social media has grown. Like some people get like too unhealthy with 
promoting themselves online when even though that is important yeah, yeah, but yeah. like it's kind of crazy like some people will make a beat or like make a song and they won't leave their bedroom you know and but also like write a status like oh why isn't anybody fucking supporting me that's true it is but i feel like a lot of creators have a lot of anxiety and a lot of like Mm, other issues where they're afraid to like share their art especially because you know it's so personal and any feedback that you get could potentially like devastate you yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, so you kind of have to like grow into being ready for feedback growing into like building up yourself to going out and meeting other people and like overcoming anxiety overcoming like whatever fears are stopping you so i feel it's a process for everyone and they all just take their time to go through that yeah when you started out did you feel like there was a bit of a fear and anxiety taking the step or I per- no, because I'm more of an outgoing person. But like for performing, it was when I first started performing. Like I was scared to death. Yeah, I was yeah. like I couldn't. I was like I was standing. I didn't even move. <laughs> I was just like, so I just I had to like keep practicing that and build that up. But yeah, so that was the journey. Yeah, it's interesting too. Um, I've talked to on the show like a lot of performers. I really respect, and they're just they seem like just genius on the stage. <laughs> and then I talk to them about it, and still to this day, they have like heavy anxiety about it too and it's almost like there's always stress like right at least for me right before it's like i'll be fine until they're like you're next or you're up and i'm like (sighs) yeah yeah and then like as soon as the music starts boom like it's gone yeah yeah do you think like maybe hitting the first bar and it's just kind of like you get a possession in a way yeah i think the music kind of just takes me over on stage yeah yeah i was talking to uh, a comedian recently and she was telling me that too it's like uh you get in your head and you're overthinking and she's been all over the place like just for laughs doing theaters mm-hmm. and stuff and then she says like once you say that first joke and then maybe get the first reaction it's like you almost just black out and you're like oh i'm meant to do this yeah more. literally i yeah that happens to me too <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's uh, it's so cool to like almost like hear that from people too like uh almost you get in an altered state and yeah then, you yeah. do like you just kind of tap into the zone and then it's just like and then when it's done you're like what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah. Do you feel after that you get like kind of like a stage high as well? Like you can't Actually, sleep that's... And, I realized, yeah, I've been noticing that too because after you're like, like... You're like really energized. You're really like... Like hyped. Like, yeah. It, I think the whole post-performance thing is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool though. It's, it, um, and yeah, um, you got a show coming up uh, soon, right? Yes, too? there is a, a show for Afrowave coming up January 26th and February 23rd, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, so so uh, two days. And um, and yeah, um, I, I want to let people know, too, if they're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any TalkShoe, or any of your favorite podcast listening apps, that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. And you're going to see music from Lex, all the tour dates uh, coming up and everything they can find, like your social media, etc., yes, yeah, etc. All that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with this album coming out too, uh, are you... Uh, got any like further plans to promote this or are you working on newer stuff like um uh, so what's going on uh, right now this week i'm shooting two videos for the upcoming album nice nice and then i'm also kind of starting to work on the new stuff <laughs> yeah yeah as well just because like i'm always working on stuff um uh, yeah i'm planning to release another project this year so keep oh an eye cool out for that too. busy busy yeah. busy that's just, awesome yeah. that's awesome do you feel like um 
there's a bit of power in keeping momentum as well. I think there's power and momentum, but like I also just I just love creating. So like I've been I've learned not to just hold on to it and just I might as well just put it out. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, it keeps things exciting too, you know. Yeah, because I'm gonna make it regardless. I'm always making music, so I'm like I might as well just put it out. And it's 2020, so like two, you should get two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's my awesome. thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I still can't believe. Like I don't know what it is, but uh, maybe because I'm getting older. But I feel like the years are flying by like quicker than ever. No, they. And are. it's, it almost like started when I started really embracing like my passions and everything from doing different creative work. And, uh, I feel like it's just like, I don't know, the movement doesn't end. Like you're always going and you're not looking at the clock and then all no. of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, it's Christmas again. Yeah. And, uh, do you feel that way when you're like yeah, working when you're on doing, so many things and when you're doing what you love, it just kind of goes by. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you did this performance. You did this and it's like, Oh wait, no, it's summer again. Oh, oh winter. Oh, it's new year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or it's like, yeah. Oh, I got this date coming up in two months. It's like, Oh, that day is tomorrow. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, like how yeah. the fuck did that yeah, happen? That like, does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And yeah. Yeah. So, Bashment Trap House, mm -hmm. January thirty first. Am yes, I right? Yes, indeed. Okay, January thirty cool. first, and it's going to be on everything. Like it'll so be cool. available on all streaming platforms. Yes. Okay, awesome. But uh, yeah, it was really nice to meet you, Lexicon. Anything else you want to say? Or ah, uh, no. Thanks for having me. I mean, I'm excited for the release. I hope y'all are excited too. Definitely come check out the show, especially after Wave To. Um, it's going to be a great, a great year. So I wish you all the best on your endeavors and I look forward to connecting with all of you. Yeah. Yeah. And like always, we're going to end with a song. Sometimes I want to just pray for death I don't 